Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, welcome back in, everybody. Haven't, haven't had a chance to talk to my man in a while. We, uh, we used to sit next to one another. They used to call it a newsroom. It's a content room now. And don't even think about calling it anything else. But joining us right now, and you can follow him on Twitter at the real at real D Gun NBCS, Wisconsin's finest, the grill master himself. And he also knows a thing or two about the Eagles and the upcoming draft. That would be the one and only Derek Gunn. What's up, Gunner? Well, man, man, I miss you, man. I miss the days when we sit there and trade barbs and, <laughs> uh, and talk sports and. You're, it's, it's always going to be a newsroom to me. I don't care what they call it. it. It's still a newsroom to me. I could never quite get used to that either. So it was uh, <laughs> it was always a little strange. But we got to start with the really – forget about the draft. The real important stuff, Gunner, is you are a, a self-professed grill master. And no, 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 no. That's not true. Uh, I'm not a self-professed grill master. Okay. What I do is I like to grill. And I just like to share stuff. Now, other people have put that label on me. Uh, I think I do a pretty good job. And uh, many people who have tasted my final products, as well as my wife. See, I just, I'm just i just the grill man. My wife is the chef and the baker and the family. Okay. You do she the grunt the work. Cook. You're the grunt you out see, there. I'm the one out there getting black lung disease, inhaling <laughs> smoke all the time. See, that's, that's the only thing I'm really good at. I can, I can handle my own in the kitchen. But that's that's my like that's my domain outside. All right, so here's and the question, Gunner. Here's yeah. the important question. So we have a lot of people that are stuck at home and and they're doing their own thing. They're they're grilling, they're cooking. Give me the key. I, I, I'm a rib guy. I love ribs. What okay. what is the key to when you're grilling ribs to get the best taste out of them? Like what? what give me give me a couple of the secrets. I don't need the whole thing, but give me some right. of the some Gunner insight here, man. First of all, take your time when you're grilling ribs. A lot of people want to cook them too fast and you end up burning them. Uh, take your time with them, you know, whether you're putting them on a grill. See, I grew up in a family where <clears throat> my dad and my uncles used all the, the Weber grills, the old black you oh, know, yeah. Weber grill. Oh, yeah. Or my dad was a foreman for American Motors back in the day, which is now Chrysler Motors. And him and his buddies and my uncles who worked there, they would take these old drums 
and they would put them through scalding water, and then another guy, a welder, would cut them in half. They would put hinges on them and make them into huge smoker-slash-grills. Uh, They'd put the chimney stack on them and everything. Mm. And they would use those things until they would rust out, and they would, they would be on like a 90-degree angle, man, about to fall over. <laughs> and they would make the best ribs. But you got to take your time with ribs. You know, that don't, don't be afraid to put in the time, you know. And, you know, I know a lot of people out there like to do their ribs on a gas grill, and that's cool. But to me, I grew up with ribs on, on, on a charcoal grill. I love the charcoal flavor. Uh, now I love the smoker the smoker flavor. Oh, yeah. Uh, I use mesquite wood, apple wood, pecan wood. Mesquite's my favorite. Uh, and then the seasonings. Man, I got a, I got a cabinet full of seasonings, Rob. I, I, and, I, you know, I have friends that make their own, and I like to mix my own now, you know. And I just try a little bit of everything, man. And, and don't be afraid to, to try something different with them. I like it. This and is good advice. Comes, when, when it comes to your sauce, now – I grew up on open pit. Sauce is the key, Gunner, by the way. That, this yeah. is the key. Yeah, the key is the sauce. Now, I grew up with open pit. But see, my family, they didn't just use open pit. They would add stuff to it, like a little vinegar here, black pepper there. They would slice up lemon uh, and put in it. Uh, they would also use a little cayenne pepper sometimes, uh, chopped up onion, and then they would boil it just to a simmer to where it was warm enough so they can brush it on the ribs when the ribs were done. Mm. Uh, I love Sweet Baby Ray's. And I, most of the time, I don't like the honey stuff. I don't like the sweet sauces. I like sauces that have a little kick to it. Um, I like my stuff hotter than most people, so I can't do it that way because my family doesn't like it that hot. But I, I'll add just a little something to give it a little kick to it every now and then. But for the most part, the Sweet Baby Ray's original uh, is the best. Um, and, and you know what? And, and I just I have fun doing it, you know. Um, and people keep saying, you need to open a restaurant. I'm, I'm like, if I open a restaurant, I would hate doing it because it's a job. Right. I like doing it because it's fun, whether it's smoked salmon, uh, ribs, chicken, brisket, uh, the skirt steak we use to make, which right now I'm in the process outside getting my grill ready. We're going to use the skirt steak. Oh, boy. If you buy it in like BJ's or Costco, it's in packs called Beef Flop or Beef Flap. It comes in six strips. I marinate it overnight um, and have it out sitting out on the, on the counter now. I like to have it room temperature when I'm grilling it. Uh, put it on, and when, we, when it's finished, we'll cut it up in small pieces. We're going to have tacos, refried beans. My wife makes incredible Spanish rice. So we're good to go today, man. You are a machine. Now, the only com- the only complaint I get from some of your coworkers and former coworkers yeah. is you don't share the Here wealth. We you don't share the wealth. I'm just – I'm not me. I'm just telling you what they're saying. That's just – I'm just re- – I'm just the messenger, Gunner. Don't blame me. Here's the way I look at it, Rob. It's like church and state. You have to keep the two separate. <laughs> and so there are some people <laughs> – who have slipped past the state line and been to the house and had some? And right. I've given a few people at work some. Unfortunately, you weren't there at the time when I when I when I was giving out stuff. Right. But you know when people ask me, hey, you know what the cost of meat is right now? <laughs> That's and a good point. going up, man. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Don't listen to the haters, Gunner. They're just haters. That's all they are. I just well, I just you know rep- I tell a few people. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Get your own grill. I'll teach you how to grill. You know what? You give a man a fish, you feed him for a day, you teach him how to fish. They eat forever, right? Exactly right. You are exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> We're joined by Derek Gunn from NBC Sports. Now, Gunner, I know you guys have a lot coming up leading up to the draft and then, of course, on Thursday night. Give, give me a little preview of what's going on with the uh, the NBC Sports Philadelphia crew. Yeah, yeah thanks, Rob. You know, um, it, it's amazing. You know, these are un, unprecedented times. We live in uncharted water. Uh, but, you know, we have a great group of technicians and engineers who are getting us on the air daily, and uh, we're going to do a draft show on NBCSportsPhiladelphia.com and on my team's app 
Uh, Thursday night, we will be live from 6 to 7, and we will also be live again from 10 p.m. on Thursday night until at least 11. We may go longer than 11. And then, of course, on Friday and Saturday, we will continue to have updates uh, as the draft progresses along. So it's it's me, it's Barrett Brooks, uh, Dave Zangaro, Ruben Frank, Michael Barkan. Uh, so we have a whole litany of guys that are going to be updating and giving information, and we're going to be live. You know, our engineers are hooking us up so we can all do it together and argue and debate. And so it's going to be interesting. My God, I think you should work in some grilling while we're waiting for the Eagles pick. That might be a little nice little combo effort out of you, right? If you're doing it from home. Now, now you know what? Then because see, then people want to see what you're doing and how yeah. you're doing. And Rob, I can't tell everybody I know. everything, I man. Know. You know, I'm not. Tr- I'm just trying to you know make trouble for you. All right, so now you, you, I can do it for you. I, I got you. The inside scoop. It's I appreciate family. it. Well, that's a good crew though. That's a gr- good crew on draft night for sure. All right, so here's a yeah. question I have, Gunner. I, I've. I've tried to sort of look at this from, as I always do, from every different angle, and and I try to examine where I was on this maybe a month ago versus where I am as we get closer to Thursday night. And I, I'm sorry, like I, you can make a case for a linebacker, you make a case for a defensive end. I get it. I I, I truly get it when people say that. But the way this off season has gone, just screams to me that come hell or high water, they're going receiver in the first round. And they may even move up. It wouldn't surprise me. But where do you stand? What do you think they're going to do with that that pick at 21? Uh, I've said it for weeks, and I will stand pat by this. Um, I do believe they're going receiver. But, Rob, you've been here a lot longer than I have. I've been here uh, over 23 years. I've watched a lot of Eagles drafts and been a part of them. And, you know, since Howie has been in charge, um, you know, Always expect the unexpected from Howie. You know, mm-hmm. the few years that we thought it was a slam dunk, they were going to go one position. They did a complete opposite, went in another direction. I do believe this is a given. But I also will consider this as well. Um, depending on how the receivers fall, um, it might change their mind. They desperately need a linebacker. They desperately need an edge rusher. Um, so I say overall, in the first, this draft is so deep. You can get quality in the second, in second round. I, I know a lot of people don't want to hear that. But if you have a premier need, if you get a premier pass rusher because your receiver's not there or a premier edge rusher to complement uh, what you have in-house already, um, you got to do it. You know, and, and it keeps ringing in my ears, number one, how he has told us a couple of times this offseason. It's imperative that the Eagles get younger like a lot of teams are doing out there. Now, they went into the free agency period with 10 draft picks. Uh, they gave up two to get Darius Slay. Um, now you're down to eight. I could see the Eagles trying to move up, but if Howie feels too much, I could also see him sliding back down in the first round and maybe trying to get another pick in the you know, second, third, or fourth round, uh, depending on what he can finagle and negotiate to get an additional pick as well. Uh, there's so many variables in this draft, but if I was to bet a year's salary, Rob, I, I would say the Eagles are going to go wide receiver in that first round. I'm with you, and here's the other thing we know. You're, you're right, Gunnar. Howie is typically full of surprises. He's only – now, granted, when we're talking about the early years here, Andy Reid certainly had final say, and, you know, there was the chip year in 15. But, you know, you go back to 2010 when Howie, you know, was in the G, – since he's been in that GM position, they've only stayed in the, in the slot that they're picking in three different times. So, exactly. you know, something's coming. I, and I can't imagine this would be the year where they stay pat at 21. Yeah, I, I agree, especially if they get a little jittery. If, if there's a, a big run on wide receivers. Now, I do know, I've known for weeks that here's the way the Eagles prioritize the draft going into the draft. This was like three weeks ago. It was wide receiver first, cornerback second, linebacker third, offensive lineman, maybe specifically an offensive tackle fourth. 
But now that they've added Darius uh, Slay, they added Mikel Roby Coleman as a utility. He can play the slot. He can play outside as well. Uh, they're still going to need a, another young corner to groom under Darius Slay. Uh, but I think you can flip them now and say it goes wide receiver, linebacker, cornerback uh, in terms of the packing order. And, again, it all depends on how the draft falls. Um, but I, I, this team, when, when I look at the way Howie has drafted, uh, it does make me a little nervous. His drafts have been inconsistent through the year. And you look at his last four drafts since he regained power in 2016. You got your franchise player in 2016. and But you look at some of the drafts after that. I mean, you look at the Sidney Jones, the Rasul Douglases, um, you know, the J.J. Ortega-Whitesides. And these, you know, these weren't low-round picks. These were high-round picks. Now, obviously, the jury's still out on Whiteside. But you can't have a number, a second-round receiver, uh, especially when you look at how decimated the Eagles' receiving core was by injury. And the number two-round receiver only had 22 targets and 10 catches the entire season. You can't have that. Mm-hmm. You know, so how his draft history has make, does make me a little nervous. Uh, you know, Rasul and, and, and Sidney Jones have been okay. No, nobody has really jumped out and stood out consistently. And you look at some of the other picks they've had, you look at the draft pick, a draft of 2017, it was an incredible deep draft for running backs. They take Donnell Pumphrey. Yeah, all the running. Uh, yeah, there have been too yeah. many whiffs, Gunner. He has He, you know what he did? It, it, leading into seventeen, he was on the money with free agents and trades, and and it, they all helped them win that Super Bowl. But the drafts have been really up no and down. Now, the one thing that I like that he said recently when he spoke to the media was he was not going to go out on a limb and call this a historic draft class for wide receivers. You know, it's like that old adage, uh, if you don't learn from history, you repeat it. Mm-hmm. Well, he called a 17 draft class deep in running backs. He called last year's draft class deep in defensive linemen. They get Sharif Miller. Mm. And what has Sharif Miller done? That's, a knock, that's not a knock against the young kid. Um, but he had his opportunity to step up when Malik Jackson went down. Didn't happen in a lot of ways. So Howie's learned his lesson. So I think Howie's going to keep a lot of things close to the vest and let's see how the draft unfolds. Well, uh, let me ask you, it just, uh, you know, there's, uh, there's a lot to choose from, but the names that get thrown around uh, quite a bit for the top three or four would be Lamb, Judy, Ruggs, and then maybe Justin Jefferson. I think, you know, you could debate maybe Jefferson. I, I happen to like him, but, you know, whatever. You, you could maybe insert Rieger or Mims or some of these other guys. Sure. Uh, who, who, do you, who is it that you like, Gunnar, and who do you think is, is, is realistic for either at 21 or if they have to get up, say, four or five spots, whatever the case may be? Well, I, I think C.D. Lamb's going to be out of the realm of reality. I think he's going to be number one or number two uh, off the board when they pick. I'm a huge Justin Jefferson fan. Every time I've watched this kid play over the last couple of years, I think of Julio Jones. He reminds me a lot of a Julio Jones. A physical wide receiver, good route runner, deceptive speed, uh, wins a lot of the 50-50 ball, sure-handed, separation. Denzel Mims, um, I love this kid. The, the kid runs a 4-3. Uh, the kid out of Baylor, yeah. flat out slot, big body, six three, six four. Um, you can play him anywhere on the field. You can play him in the slot, big slot receiver. Play. He can play any of the three wide receiver positions. Um, you know, Judy, uh, I love. I mean, there's a lot of them I just like. You know, uh, you go on going down to T. Higgins and 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 Gray up Jalen Rager. I love all of them. But you know, and and obviously, it depends on what system they get in uh, that will allow them to flourish or fail. As we know, Rob, historically. Uh, when a draft class is deep at a position, um, it doesn't always pan out across the board. Look at how many first-round busts you've had through the years at quarterback, at offensive lineman. You know, it, it just happens. You just hope that your team is not that team that gets one of those guys that doesn't pan out. 
We're speaking with Derek Gunn, NBC Sports Philadelphia. Gunner, do you, do you see – you mentioned Rasul Douglas and Sidney Jones. I, I mean, it seems like Schwartz has never really warmed to, to Rasul. And with Sidney, it's been, you know, coming back from that injury and then, you know, inconsistent play or soft tissue injuries, et cetera, since he's gotten back. Do you see either one of those guys maybe being used as sweeteners in a potential deal to try to get up? Or do you think this will be an exchange of draft picks if they have to do that? How do you think that plays out? It depends on what a team needs. Um, you know, we heard a few weeks ago that R- Rasul Douglas was being dangled as trade bait, um, and and after I talked to a few people, that that was to be the case. They were they were putting him out there to see what they could get for him, maybe back in a draft pick, well, even if it was a low, a middle to low round draft pick. And obviously, he's still on the roster right now. Um, and, and I think if it if it fits Howie's model right now of getting younger and getting better at the same time, Howie's not bashful about making moves if it can help the team and you're right what he did in 2017 in terms of acquiring free agents uh, solidified that team even when prominent players fell by the wayside that allowed that team to go on and win that Super Bowl um, it didn't happen in 2018 obviously and it didn't happen last year but you've got to get better and build some core players around your franchise quarterback you've got to get some younger receivers to build with your franchise quarterback you can't keep bringing in these free agents it may work temporarily it may not um but get these guys get them on rookie contracts so you can free up money down the road to do some other things you may want to spend bigger money on to solidify a position that you really need and Derek, one of the things we we've talked about a lot on the show today was there was an interesting piece from jeff mclean uh philadelphia inquire inquire.com just about carson wentz his input on the drafts there's some ties to potentially the the agency that he's rep by rep one they've taken a lot of guys from that agency but let me ask you specifically how much input do you think a guy like Carson should have on, you know, what type of receiver or who they draft? Well, since he is the face of your organization, he should have an opinion. In terms of input, I, I would assume that, that Doug Peterson, Howie Roseman, will take what he says into consideration. Uh, in terms of maybe some guys he's worked with in the offseason that he has a good feel for, um, you know, the type of receiver he likes. So, yes, you should you should listen to him. Um, and that's what a good coaching staff does. You, you listen to your key players. Uh, and, and, you know, it's the same way when it comes to free agency. Um, Howie doesn't just go out and, and get these guys. He talks to other people. He'll talk to players in-house who may have played with a certain player or who may have gone to college with this player, may know something about them. So, you know, you do that. You know, if you want to have a good relationship, a good uh, verbal relationship with your key players, yes, you do have the input. And as Carson continues to excel, um, you, he should have even more input as well. So I, I think he should have an ear uh, in terms of what he likes uh, in terms of looking at a future wide receiver. All right, so let, let's step away from receiver for a minute. Um, you mentioned you know other priorities that, that you see. If Is your sense that as, as many as maybe two out of the first four, two out of the first three, if that's the case with receiver, what's next for you? Would it be D-end? Would it be linebacker? Is it – I guess the question I would have is it feels like to me at least, and I think there's a good case to be made for like a Patrick Queen or a, or a Murray out of Oklahoma to, to go in the first round if that were the case. But it doesn't feel like they emphasize the linebacker position enough, Gunner. How, where would that fall priority-wise, do you sense, from them? If they go, if they go line, uh, wide receiver, linebacker, wide receiver in the first three rounds, I'm good as that as long as you have three players that can give you significant playing time. If they went linebacker, wide receiver, wide receiver, long as you come away with two wide receivers in those first three rounds, I think it's imperative you come away with at least 
two wide receivers. But again, that second wide receiver that you get had better be somebody who can help you. Um, now, it, it makes me a little nervous of how he says, you know, our wide receiver core is not as bad as, it, as some may think it is. Okay, Oof. now you look at what Carson was able to do with guys off the street last season and help this team get to the playoffs. Phenomenal. Greg Ward stepped up. Guys like that, they did step up. Um, you know, and who's to say Greg Ward won't make this roster again as a number four receiver, as a five receiver. But you have to get better. And in order to get better, you have to draft better. You have to have building blocks that are going to be here four or five years, maybe beyond if they pan out, to grow with your quarterback who you know who you, you assume is going to be here at least 10, 12 years um, in, in the National Football League. So as long as two of the first three are wide receivers, and if they go linebacker, edge rusher, they can't go wrong with those other two positions. What's your sense here, just a step away from the draft, how's this going to work, you think, with Alshon Jeffrey? I mean, it's so complicated, right? I mean, his play was kind of falling off even before the injury. There's the injury. There's the other things, you know, with the, you know, if he's whether he's not, he's a fan of, of Carson, et cetera. It, it seems to me, I thought for a while that they would just be willing to, to kind of spread it out over two years and eat that money. But I don't, I don't get that sense anymore. I feel like he's going to be back. How do, how do you think that plays out with him this year? I think they're stuck with him, to be quite honest. Mm. Um, I mean, if I'm a businessman, um, if an Alshon Jeffrey could help my team healthy, I look at it seriously, even with the big price tag out there. Um, but when you look at the type of injury that he has, I mean, you go back to a Jalen Mills, and everybody heals, heals differently. It took Jalen Mills over a year to get back on the football field when he had his a few years ago. Um, Alshon had the, 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 the injury and the surgery in December. So if he's 10, 11 months, that means he's not playing football until late October, maybe early to mid-November. Mm-hmm. Now, I know some, the early report says it's a nine-month process, and he should be ready by regular season. You don't know that to be the case. You know, nobody knows for sure. You know, you look how long it took Jason Peters to come back from the Achilles when he had that in. Um, you know, he, he, you know it, 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 everybody's going to be different. So you, you can't really count on Alshon right now, and that's a big price tag. And nobody from a business perspective is going to take on a price tag out of an entity you're not getting any productivity out of until November, December. You know, if the price tag was lower, some, some teams might say, you know, we'll take it, we'll eat it, and when he's ready to go, you know, it's a plus for us. I don't think there's anybody willing to take that on right now, and I think the Eagles are going to be stuck with that. Yeah, it's going. To, they really. I mean, look, everything could be solved if you get this thing right with the receiver. But you go in with Deshaun at 33, coming off a of core muscle surgery, with all the questions surrounding Alshon, Arthega Whiteside, who was a no-show. I mean, just completely right. in his rookie year, and then it's and then it's Greg Ward. I mean, that's it. That that's that is it. that's exactly. a lot of question marks at one position. Exactly. So you need to get a franchise. You need to get someone that Deshaun Jackson can pass the baton on to because this might be Deshaun's last year with the Eagles, depending on how healthy he is and how productive he is. This could be his last year with the Birds. So you need a young guy that, that Deshaun and, and Alshon, even if Alshon doesn't play, can groom uh, along the way and pass that baton to him and hopefully help uh, have this guy be one of the founding uh, foundations for years to come when you're receiving core. All right, Derek, it's always fun, man. I miss you. It's great catching up with you. Keep up the good work. Keep crushing it on the grill. Keep teaching them lessons. And you know what? <laughs> don't don't let any of them get near it, man. You know what I mean? That's your thing. Hey, Rob, I got a fan outside. I'm turning it your way just so you can smell the smoke from your studio, man. Uh, now now, you, now you're hurting me a little bit. Now I got, I got to get through another hour and a half. I don't know how I'm going to do it, Gunner, but I appreciate and, and it. I just, and I just want to tell everybody out there, you know, uh, hey, you know, please be safe. And, you know, go out of your way to help other people when you can, whether it's a neighbor or somebody you can see out there. 
Um, you know, and you know, as we look at social media and stuff, I see a lot of good things out there, people helping each other. And, you know, just be smart and be safe when you're out and about. Uh, you know, we, we know it's, it's tough, but we still have daily things we have to do, grocery shopping, gas, you know, things of that nature. Um, you know, just just everybody out there, please be safe and uh, be well. Gunner, well said. Uh, be safe as well. Best of the family. And uh, I'll talk to you soon, man. Always fun talking to you. Thank you. You too, brother. Tell your family hi for me. Same. I will. Same with me. Same with you. I appreciate it. That's Derek Gunn, Comcast Sportsnet, formerly now NBC Sports Philadelphia. Covers the Eagles. Has been covering them since 1997. Does a phenomenal job with that. Always fun catching up with Gunner. All right. Let's take a timeout. We'll come back. Murray, Mitch, you guys will be first up. 215-592-9494. What do the birds do with the draft? Should Wentz have that kind of input? And what's the first thing you're doing when the shutdown is lifted? I'm getting a haircut. WIP Sports Time is 325. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.